0: This is a Voice in the Wilderness podcast. Today's episode is going to be about spreading God's love. But first a prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Amen. All that I am, all that I have, all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Amen. So, the reason I'm doing this topic today is because... One of the guys uh, that lives in my neighborhood, I see him every occasion every occasionally, and he was walking his dog today, and uh I waved at him. You know, I tend to wave at the people in the neighborhood, and he waved back and started to come by with his dog and um I love dogs, so I asked him if I could pet his dog and we got to talking. As I said in my podcast introductions for St. Longinus' baptism, you can learn a lot by just listening and not just listening not putting your own spin, but just listening to what the person's saying. I'm... We got, you know, um, I interjected it occasionally, gave him my two cents, and we had a very... A very, uh, productive encounter, I'd like to think, Lord willing. And I left him with this thought because, like most people, he's, he's vaguely aware of God. He's vaguely aware of the Blessed Mother, um, in the course of his discussion with me, he told me that he had been um, he had been born and baptized a Catholic. Now, given his age, I knew that he probably was born and baptized in the Vatican II religion. But if not, he definitely grew up in the Vatican II Church. Because the guy was only 10 years older than me. And I told him, as, as he parted, I said, if you don't do anything else, you know, if you don't do anything else, give thanks to our Lord and our Lady. Just give Him thanks. If you don't do anything else, and I'm going to get into this in a later episode, but as moderns, as I'm ever fond of saying, we make things more complicated than it has to be. Our lives, our spiritual lives, everything is is uh, full of drama um, and and complicated. And the way... God works is if you keep your heart and your mind simple your life is going to simplify massively and that's the best way I can put it but spreading God's love how often do we just sit and listen and I Obviously, I'm making this a set of a contest, um, because we are true Catholics. We are in the true religion. But how often do we sit and talk, or I'm sorry, sit and listen, not talk, listen to a to a person and. Because I know that there is a segment a set of Sedevacantists who are very worldly, they would never sit and listen to a homeless dude. They would never sit and listen to a former drunk or a former uh, drug addict, or for that matter, a former prostitute. My neighbors, even though they don't share my beliefs, and honestly speaking, I think that they probably view me as some sort of religious nut. And that's fine. Because at the end of the day, they, they don't treat me, you know, whatever their private thoughts about me may be, they don't treat me any differently than they treat each other. And for me, that's I'm, I'm good with that. Because quite frankly, I don't expect any special privileges or favors from anybody. And sometimes we talk and me being the person that I am, sometimes I may talk a little too much and not do enough listening, but I do listen. And there's a lot to be said by getting out of your comfort zone and making contact with people outside of your social strata. And what I fear with a lot of said of a contest is, is they're all hung up on the externals, the how it looks oh, my neighbors see me talking with a homeless guy or or a former drug addict or whatever. They're going to think I'm a bad person. My attitude toward all that, and it's always been this way, even before I started this journey last year, is people are going to think what they think. And time and experience has taught me it don't matter what people think. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. As uh, I believe it was St. John Vianney, at least this quote is attributed to him. He said, don't worry about what others think. God, his blessed mother, and the saints and angels are your public. They're the only people you have to please. I actually love that quote. But how often do we step out of our comfort zone? How often do we just listen? And I'm not going to lie. Um, my, my coworkers, um, I have a hunch I can't prove anything because I try to, in my interpersonal relationships, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt until they prove me otherwise. And that's up to God. But I, I, I have a hunch that they're not too happy with me as a person. And once again, I don't care. But I just... A lot of times, I just, I'm quiet. And they don't realize, I listen. I listen to what they say. How they treat each other. I'm taking notes. On everything. Because that's what we're supposed to do as true Catholics. We're supposed to be the watchmen. We're supposed to be looking out for little anomalies in people's behavior, or even in circumstances. And it would behoove you said of a contest, to remember, nothing happens on this earth, good, bad, and different, without God's divine providence, without his permission. And we're supposed to be the watchmen. But in addition to being watchmen, we are literally God's representatives on earth. Now, Do you think if you owned your business and let's just say you hired some people to represent your company and to try to build a good name for your brand and these people acted the opposite of everything that you stood for. What you want these people representing you? And since a lot of people look at it from the natural perspective, I'm putting it in the natural perspective. Because, unfortunately, one of the successes that our Masonic Satanist overlords have done is they've corrupted people's wills and minds so that the thought of spiritual wisdom, spiritual insight is as foreign to them as if somebody handed them a rifle and told them that they had to defend their neighborhood from an outside aggressor. It's it's that foreign to them. Think about this. I'm speaking strictly in the natural. Let's say a neighbor came to your door, knocked on it, you answered, and he had a rifle in his hand. And he said, we've got a bunch of intruders that are going to come in and they're going to wipe us out. And we need you to join us in the defense of the block, You've never been in the military. You know, you've barely shot a weapon, if at all. The, probably, depending on the type of person you want, you, the first words out of your mouth would be, well, I don't know what to do. <laughs> now, if your neighbor's a good man, he's going to tell you and show you what you need to do if you would willing to be to listen to his instruction. But in today's day and age, our Masonic overlords have pretty much pretty much corrupted people's minds and wills. And they don't even realize it. They don't realize it. And they'll actually reject things just Based on a word or a phrase. I remember when Father Bernard Utley, God bless him, he uh he was talking about how. When he would talk to Vatican II sect, or I'm sorry, contest not Vatican II sect, contest, and he would tell them about the spiritual life, and he, he would get emails about, well, that sounds like Vatican II stuff. That's all lovey-dovey. And we're talking about a contest friar. He's a priest and a monk. now, for as autistically stupid as some set of can get, especially in the cult of personality department, and they pride themselves on their obedience and their trust, these people rejected what he said based on the fact that Vatican II had corrupted the spiritual life of uh, the phrase. How stupid is that? Honestly, ask yourself, how stupid is that? I'm no Mensa member, but to me, that's, that's pretty close to brain dead in my book. Because you're going to reject something out of hand just because of a phrase, the way it was worded what was said, the, pres- the person presenting it, in my case, I don't get mad, I don't get mad at all, when people, you know, tell me, oh, well, you're just a layman, you're you're a new Catholic, which, <laughs> if, if they understood anything at all, I've been swimming in Catholic waters, be it Vatican II Catholic waters, but I'm familiar with the concepts. I'm not just some newbie spouting off. But this isn't about me. So when they say stuff like that, I chalk it up that that's God's way of keeping me humble and grounded. That I don't become full of myself and expect, you know, um, special treatment. But a contest friar They're going to disregard what he's trying to teach based on his phraseology. And during the series, he also mentioned that he he literally had to go out of his way to explain that the books he was recommending all had pre-imprimatur's, uh, and they were written pre-1960. Now, as I said in another episode... That's not necessarily a guarantee either. Without spiritual discernment, you're not going to recognize a blatant error from a priest or a spiritual writer who may be making an honest mistake, once again, charity, giving them the benefit of the doubt, but is an error. And You know, I uh, I fear that my co-religionists are too carnal-minded. And by the way, you know, I I say this multiple times. A lot of what I say, I'm either guilty of or have been guilty of in the past. These are generalized statements. If the shoe fits where. If it doesn't move on. My carnality. Tends to run a little differently. But I'm definitely guilty of carnality. In my own day to day existence. But. I fear a lot of my co-religionists. They're. They're very carnal in their thinking. They're very carnal in their attitudes. And they're very carnal. In their outlook. And. Once again. One of the crosses. That I have to bear. Is to constantly remind myself. That. Everybody in the world is my lord and ladies to deal with. I have no authority, nor should I be given any authority, to, you know, I mean, God made me. I I, I still have to learn to obey him perfectly. I'm in no position to, you know, to get mad because people... Um. Don't know, you know they're 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 treading dangerously, even if they don't realize it. And for that matter, there's a quote from uh, Oh, uh, my imitation of Christ, where it states, "Why do you get angry when people don't act the way you want them to act?" You should be angry because you're not acting the way God wants you to act. Or something along those lines. Um. Thomas the Kempis. Thomas the Kempis... I don't know why he was never made a saint, but he should have been. And he was a monk, at least as far as my understanding of it reads. He was a monk. But I'm sure God has his reasons. Anyhow, the times I fear, as I never get tired of pointing out, are very treacherous and our job is not to make our lives comfortable earth is a way station and it's actually I liken it to being like basic training it's to prepare us for the next world and I don't think enough of my co-religionists realize their job is to help people get on the ship. And part of our our, uh, weaknesses as human beings is moderns, I should say, is we think that we got to go out and convert the whole world. No, that's God and his blessed mother's job. That's not our job. Our job is is to plant seeds in every person that we meet. And the only way you can plant good seeds is by following our Lord and ladies and the blessed saints' examples. That's the only way we can plant seeds. We plant the seeds, God and his blessed mother and the saints will do the rest. So, no, it doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't need to be epic, um, dramatic, a kind word. Um, just listening when somebody wants to talk. Just listening and listening carefully. A lot of people, I, I, I say this, they listen, but they don't hear Or if you want to swap it around, they hear, but they don't listen. What I'm saying is, a lot of people just zone out when somebody's trying to tell them something. We, as true Catholics, shouldn't even, that should not even be an option. We shouldn't, that shouldn't even be an option. We should listen to them with the same attention and care as if it was our blessed Lord, our blessed lady, or one of the saints. And offering somebody a cold bottle of water or doing something kind for them um, just because it's a good thing to do. Does more to advance the kingdom of God than anything. All the, all the apologetics and all that other crap that Sedevacontas get caught up in, that wins more souls to Christ than all the apologetics in the world. And that's what uh the episode Keep It Simple Stupid was about. And there was something else I wanted to, wanted to mention. Um Oh goodness. Please help me, Mother Mary and Lord Jesus. Please help me. This this is germane to this episode. If it comes to me, I'll try to remember. Well, if the Lord wants it and his blessed mother wants it here, it'll be here. But um, just genuine acts of kindness. I think this may be part of what I was going to say. There was a reason. Why Jesus, I believe it was in the gospel according to St. Matthew said, whoever offers these little ones a cold cup of water in my name is, is one of my people. And A lot of people forget that our fellow human beings, no matter how degraded they are, are still children of God. Whether or not they share our same religious outlook, they're still children of God. And it's not up to us to judge. That's God's job. Luckily, one of the gifts of divine providence that I've been given was leading such a dissolute and revolting life that (laughs) every day I'm reminded of what a complete and utter reprobate I am. And so it gets kind of hard to to get on your high horse when you remember, well, if you've led the kind of life I've led, it's, for me, it's, it's hard to get on my high horse. And um, it just, oh, thank you, Mother Mary and Lord Jesus. I remembered. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm also learning patience. I get impatient when I'm trying to do this because i got a lot of things I want to say and I get in such a, a tizzy to get them out that I often forget. We should not expect thanks or even gratitude for that matter. And I'll tell you why. We look back on our life and all the graces and blessings we've received from our Lord and his blessed mother and the saints? And we didn't even take time to at least say thank you. Not, not even a half-hearted thank you. Why should we expect our fellow human beings to do the same for us? if we do something nice for them, or what we think is nice. Think about that, because it's true. We have no right to expect anything from anyone, especially human beings because guess what people I don't, I don't care if you think you walk on water I don't care if you think you're the chosen people of God you are a human being at the end of the day and being a human being means all the frailties and shortcomings that come with being a human being it would really behoove you to remember that nobody's special here nobody I don't care I don't care um how holy you think your priests and prelates are. Now, am I being disrespectful? No, I'm not. These men are doing yeoman's work for God's kingdom. They're doing yeoman's work. We should be grateful and thankful. But nobody, nobody, except God, his blessed mother, the saints in the heavenly kingdom, deserve um, the praise and the glory. And while we're on that subject, part of love is, is um doing things for people, despite how they, you know, they may betray you in the future, they may, they may hurt you, they may even kill you, given present time, of course. But that's not up to us. That's God's divine providence. Benefit of the doubt and once again that's another another thing that i'm trying my best with the lord and his blessed mothers help to learn and for my own case even should a time come where the people that i attempted to show the Lord's love to should turn around and kill me. My bottom line is is that what do you think happened to Jesus? Jesus was specifically sent to the Jews of Judea and he performed miracles healed the sick, raised the dead, cured demoniacs. And what did they do to him? They scourged him 500 times, spit on him, insulted him, reviled him, and crowned him with thorns. And what was his last words? Forgive them, Father, (coughs) for they know not what they do. Because it's true. Even with the best intentions, we're generally wrong. Because we're corrupted. Our natures are corrupted. So even when, when we're trying to do the right thing, our motives are not always pure, whether we realize it or not. So when we say, for, forgive, us, uh, forgive us, Father, but we know not what we do. We're including ourselves in that, obviously. As I said in my podcast introductions for St. Longinus's baptism, a little humility goes a long way in the heavenly kingdom. Charity is the top. Love for our neighbors and for God, and treating Both, with the same love and respect that we would treat anyone else. Oh, well, I mean, we treat our neighbors like we would treat God, basically, is what it means. Regardless. Because what I fear with my co-religionists is they forget, whether they realize it or not, they haven't always been grateful. Even with the best intentions they always have. haven't always been grateful and they haven't always shown him the love and recognition that he deserves and yet he granted us the grace of true Catholicism but we're gonna get mad at our neighbors for the very same faults that we've committed ourselves charity and by the way, I'm not making this up. It's in, it's in St. Paul's epistles. Charity is the primary theological virtue. Um, I'm not sure that there there are three theological virtues. Um, charity, faith, and hope. Charity is the top. I'm not sure if faith and hope where where they fall on that scale. But humility's there too. I I hope and I pray that whoever listens to this will get something out of it. Because these if you if you're truly serious about attempting to attempting to to give Lord Jesus and his blessed mother the love that not only that they deserve, but is their due. That these words, I hope and pray, will help you. So I think this is going to be it for this one. I think that... um. I'm just going to, from here on out, I'm just going to stop when it's time to stop. So, I hope and pray for everybody that you get something out of this, one way or the other. And I pray for everybody. And I care. I'd like to see as many people go to heaven as possible. I really do. But you have to be willing to accept the graces that God offers you when he offers them. And you have to live every day like it's going to be your last. Because it could be. It could be. So... Quit taking life for granted. Quit taking God and his blessed mother for granted. Quit taking for the love that all that is holy, the the grace of the one true Catholic church for granted. It's already been infiltrated and corrupted and besmirched by its enemies because people took it for granted. People got lukewarm for the love that all is holy please don't be lukewarm jesus said in the book of apocalypse if you were warm or cold or i'm sorry if you were hot or cold i could you know spit you out but when you are lukewarm i want to vomit you out of my mouth you know very easy Very easy to make a rash judgment when somebody is on fire for God and make judgments, ill-considered judgments for that matter about that person. Our God calls, calls us to be zealous. And one last thing before I close. Once again, I want to remind you before I close out that our actions don't have to be epic. They don't have to be. We we don't need miracles. We don't need mirac- oh, I just said miraculous signs. We we, we don't need any epic acts. One small act of kindness a day. And by the way, God is not going to ask you to do something that you're incapable of doing. If the best you can do is offer somebody a bottle of water, I hope it's cold, but the the purity of your intention is what matters, not anything else, to somebody do it. Wave. Whether they, whether you know the per, wave. Listen. Show common human decency. After all, we all expect it for ourselves. Why aren't we returning it to those who are our brothers and sisters of God? Now, when I say this. Set of a contest. Don't get it twisted. We're all children of God, so when I say brothers and sisters, they may not be the kind uh, they they may not believe the way we do, but that's why we pray for their conversion. That's why we show them those acts of kindness. We are all children of God, no matter what our station in life is. Now, I will say this. For those who do evil for its own sake, knowing full well they do evil, they are not our friends. They are our enemies if they know what they're doing is evil and they hate our Lord and his mother with every fiber of their being and they, they willingly and enthusiastically worship their enemies, they are not our brothers and sisters. And try to remember not all Satanists, Wear dark robes and have pentagrams on their robes and run around chanting Latin backwards. Some of our enemies are in high positions of government and some not even high positions of governments. Some are as as low as our city governments. Put not your faith Number one, in failed, flawed human beings. But number two, especially in earthly princes. Our faith should be in our Lord and our Blessed Mother. There was one other thing I wanted to get out. Like I said, if our Lord and our Lady wants me to get it out, there's going to be a few more episodes coming, so it'll come out. But thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your patience. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.